If you have your Bibles tonight, the book of Matthew chapter 7 is on my heart. Just a couple of verses, verses 24 through 27 tonight. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. I'll ask if you'll stand with me as we reverence the reading of God's word tonight. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. These verses, Matthew, 20, Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, I want to preach on this thought, trying to give you encouragement. Build your house upon the rock. Build your house upon the rock. Father, would you help us now to preach the word of God, empty us of, of self, cleanse us, Lord, of sin, fill us with your spirit, Lord. Help us to preach, God, with an unction from the Holy Spirit. We ask, God, that you would help the word to find the right lodging spot in people's hearts, God, we feel very led. This is what needs to be said tonight. We need to be reminded. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. Uh, you may be seated. Build your house upon the rock. We have the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development. They're also known as HUD. Y'all ever heard of HUD? God has his own housing department. He focuses upon the building of spiritual Houses And the houses that God builds, he gives assistance to. And those houses that God builds are built to last. Amen. When I look at the text tonight in verse 24, I see, number one, you and I are told to establish a sturdy building. Jesus started, he's preaching the Sermon on the Mount with the word therefore. Anytime you see that word in scripture, you look to see what it's there for. The previous verses says not every verse 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I mean, here he's talking to his disciples and all the crowd that are gathered there for the Sermon on the Mount. And he says, not everybody says, Lord, Lord. You may say, wait a minute, preacher Darren. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes, but it implies there's conviction. It implies there's repentance, a turning away from your sins. In that crowd is Judas Iscariot. There's been times he's obviously called him Lord. There's been times that Judas was sent out to preach the gospel, probably had the ability to cast out devils as well, yet Judas was never saved. The Bible says, Of those that thou hast given me, have I lost none, save the son of perdition. Judas was never, ever saved. I believe in that crowd is also Simon Peter. We know that he denied the Lord three times, and the last time he did, he cursed when he did so, uh-oh, he said a word he dared. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Lord forgave him because Simon Peter looked at the Lord and he went out and he wept bitterly, he was broken, and he repented of his sins. There's the difference. In this crowd, you have a wise man and a foolish man, amen? 
The foolish man is Judas. The wise man is Simon Peter, though it may not necessarily always look like it. May I say to you tonight then, the Bible says not everyone that says, Lord, Lord. And when he says depart there, they're trying to argue. Lord, we prophesied. Lord, we've done this. Lord, we've done that. Now he says, verse 24, whosoever doeth these sayings of mine, I will liken him unto a wise man. So he's contrasting those who hear and do what he says against those who hear and don't do what he says. That's a great crowd he's preaching to there. Everyone's hearing what he says, but everyone has a decision to make. Will I do what Jesus says or will I reject what Jesus said? In this house tonight, as I'm sitting here, as I'm standing here preaching, and you're sitting here, and maybe people are tuning in online, we have people that have sit in the same service. You've sung the same songs. You've heard the same scripture being read. You're hearing the same sermon tonight. But I guarantee you, there's going to be somebody here that's going to do something with it, and there's going to be somebody else that's not. That is the difference. From eternal perspective, you look at these homes, it looks like there's no difference. They look exactly the same. They have several bedrooms. They have shutters on their windows. They have fresh paint and attractive colors. But the difference eternally is not in their appearance, but in their foundation. The, oh, yes, the difference is not when they were built, necessarily how they were built. It's where they were built. They were built on the foundation. One was built on the rock. One was built on the sand. There is a huge difference. The real estate market. Luke and Carrie's been looking for a house and, and, and been trying to figure something out. And all you hear from, from people saying, location, location, location. That's the three reasons, three things you need to know about your house. Location, location, location. And I believe Jesus says it makes all the difference, the location of your spiritual home. Is it built upon the sand or is it built upon the rock? The Bible says that Jesus says, I will liken him unto the wise man which built his house upon a rock. He's a wise man. The word rock is the Greek word petra, petros. And I want you to know that, or petra, that, that describes where he's building his house. You know what Jesus said? Upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church is built on the rock. He's telling you and I, you need to establish your sturdy house upon the rock. Amen. Now, the Bible tells me, look with me in Luke 6. We're coming back here. Look with me in Luke 6. This is a parallel passage, but I want you to see this. This is very important. Luke chapter 6, verse 48. Jesus not only says this wise man has built his foundation upon a rock, but look, he did something extra in verse 48 that I really like. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep. I like that. Digged deep. Are you digging deep? Are you digging deep at that foundation? Are you digging deep, amen, in the Word of God? Are you digging deep in your prayer life? He, he, was, he digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. What a blessing that is. That house is sturdy. That house is strong because that foundation of the rock is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the rock of ages, amen. He's the rock that never, never shakes. And, and, and he's always strong. He's always sturdy. He's a rock that you cannot split, amen. 
The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, Paul writing here, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the wise man is the one who's heard Jesus is saying and does something about him. The Lord says that man that hears what I'm saying, does something about it, believes what I'm saying, he's like a wise man that's digging deep, building his foundation upon the rock. Amen. You, let me say three things here real quick. You must have the word of God. You must hear the word of God. And you must heed the word of God. Write them down. Have, hear, and heed. That's what I need. I need to have the word of God. I need to hear the word of God. And I need to heed the word of God. I will be erecting or establishing a sturdy building. Number two, when you have established your sturdy building, when you have established that home, number two, you can expect a stormy blast. You can expect a stormy blast. The wise man builds on the rock, and as he's building, he's preparing for storms that come in the future. Preacher Darren, how do you know? First of all, by his foundation. He's expecting storms will come. I want a foundation that's unmovable. As he, listen, this church, amen, we've got a foundation. But also, let me say this about this building, you've got a roof over your head. Why? Because you know rains can come and you want to be in the dry. So as he's building his house, he's expecting storms in the future. Just because a person is a Christian or a wise man, if you will, does not mean that you will be void of storms in your life. People tell you, get saved, you'll never have a problem. That's a lie. You're going to see that the wise man and the foolish man both had storms in their life, amen. What made the difference is what their homes were built upon. Build your home upon the Word of God. In Judea, in Jerusalem, where the Lord is preaching there, the rainfall comes quickly and in great torrents. It produces rivers that sweep things away. The soil will wash away off those rocky hills. I'm just saying, if you've got a house built on a solid foundation, when the storms come, it's unmoved, it's unshaken, it's undaunted by torrential downfalls. What kind of storms, preacher dear? Let me just share a few with you out of the book of Romans chapter 8. Here's some storms that could possibly hit your home that you need to be prepared for. The book of Romans chapter 8, we're going to look in verse number 35. What kind of storms? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall, here's your storm, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? Do you see those storms that can come into your life? Honey, I'm telling you, there are storms trying to get into your life. And probably tonight I'm talking to somebody right now. There's a storm raging in your household. Husband and wife not getting along. Fighting about church. Fighting about work. Fighting about finances. Fighting about children. Fighting about the future. Every home, just because you're fighting in your home doesn't make you any different than anybody else because every single one of us, husbands and wives, 
We fight. We fuss. We fume. There will be storms. There will be financial crises. There will be sickness crises. There, there's going to be problems between siblings. Amen. And how you get through the storms of life is going to be based on how you've built your home. Is it built upon the sand or is it built upon the Petros, the rock, which is the Lord Jesus Christ? What kind of um, foundation do you have? I looked this up this afternoon. There's a lighthouse. I love lighthouses. The Bell Rock Lighthouse is 11 miles off the coast of Scotland. It is in the middle, 11 miles from the, from the coast. It's 11 miles in the middle of the sea, the North Sea. It has endured the ferocious onslaught of the North Sea since it was built in 1811. It rests on one acre of solid rock. For 20 hours a day, that reef is covered by seawater. So when they built it, they had four hours a day back then to work and cut a foundation into that rock to build that lighthouse because so many people had hit that reef and wrecked and peril and death on the middle of the sea. Robert Stevenson and 65 men built it. It's 115 feet tall. And here we are 212 years later and it still stands as a beacon because that Bell Lighthouse was built upon the rock in the middle of the sea. So you can expect a stormy blast. Number three, you can experience a steadfast blessing. The Bible says in verse 25, the rain descended. Here's your storm. The floods came. The winds blew and beat upon that house. And here is your steadfast blessing. It fell not. For it was founded upon the rock. The storms that you go through will reveal what type of foundation you have built upon. Your trials will reveal the strength of your faith. Your trials will reveal what your foundation really is. What Simon Peter went through, even though he cussed, he went out wet bitterly and got right with God and it tells us that his foundation was Jesus Christ. Thank God you and I can build our lives upon the sure foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the Word of God. So when we're built upon the Word of God, let the storms come. Let the winds blow. Let the rains fall. Let, listen, life, in this life here, if we build it upon Jesus Christ, it'll withstand the fires of hell. Amen? So thirdly, you can experience a steadfast blessing. Number four, I want you to evaluate a shaky building. In verse 26, everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Jesus is saying, he who hears the word of God being preached and declared and will not put it into practice is likened unto a fool. Preacher Darren, don't you come after me and call me a fool. Well, I did this morning. The Bible says, Jesus' words, 
If you call your brother a fool, you're in danger of hellfire. But it's implied that you do it with anger. I'm not here to be angry with you, but I'm telling you, for someone to say there is no God, the Bible says the fool has said in his heart there is no God. You'd be foolish to believe there is no God. And you'd be foolish to know that Jesus is speaking truth and to hear what he's saying and not do it. It's foolish, amen? And so we can evaluate that he's building his life upon the sands of life. And we know what's quickly going to happen. Listen, when you build on sand, you can build quicker. It takes time to lay a foundation. It takes time to build off a foundation. But on sand, you can go up just really, really, really quick. The foolish man, when he builds his house, it looks the same. It's built the same. It's got shutters. It's got windows. It's got doors. It's got attractive paint on it. It's got a nice roof. It looks good, but he's taking a shortcut. He's not dug deep into the foundation to establish his home. But speed is not always synonymous with success. Sin has a shortcut or has been a shortcut for many a man. I'm thinking about Saul who was waiting to go into battle and he was waiting on the man of God to come and make an offering unto the Lord to get a word from God. And as Saul was waiting for Samuel to come, he waited and 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 finally Saul said, ha, who am I kidding? I'm the king. I'll do what I want to do. And he entered himself into the priest's office to offer sacrifice unto the Lord. And about that time, the man of God, Samuel, come walking up. And he said, what is this that you have done? You have taken upon yourself to do something you were never called to do. He took a shortcut. He did not want to build on the solid foundation. And for that shortcut, he got in trouble. In fact, this is what Samuel said to Saul in 1 Samuel 13. That's an interesting number. Verse 13. <laughs> he says, Thou hast done foolishly, for thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord. This man, this foolish man, is building his house for his family upon the foolish sands of what the world thinks of status quo, of political correctness, man's opinions, man's philosophy, man's will being done in his life. The foolish man has chosen the path of least resistance. He builds the easy way. The book of Titus chapter 1 verse 16 says, They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him being abominable and disobedient. So we're evaluating this shaky building that's built upon the sand. Preacher Darren, why are you seeing, saying evaluate it? Because I'm not living in that home. I'm standing back away from it, and I'm just going to inspect it. I'm going to evaluate it. I'm telling you, that house is headed for a fall. There's been times in my life, many, many years ago, that I tried to build up some projects and do some things, and I was doing it on self-will, on what I wanted, on what I thought. And as I tried to work that out, it came thundering down to a crash. And I realized the only way we can go, youngins, is to go God's way and build your life upon the solid rock. Amen?
So we're going to evaluate the shaky building. Fifthly, let's eyewitness a surging barrage. In verse 27, to this foolish man's home, the rain descended. The floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. Do you see it was the same storm? Compare verse 25, the rain descended to verse 27, the rain descended. Verse 25, the floods came. Verse 27, the floods came. Verse 25, the winds blew. Verse 27, the winds blew. Verse 25, beat upon that house. Verse 27, beat upon that house. Verse 25, it fell not. Verse 27, it fell. Do you see the difference? Storms are no respecters of persons. Storms will come to a saved man and a wise man just as quick as they'll come to an unsaved man and the foolish man. There are two Storm, there are two houses in these storms. I wonder if they were in probably a similar location where they were built, amen. And I get to thinking about every one of us has troubles and trials, but the consequences of the troubles and trials are very different. Years ago, I uh, went into the pediatric ICU unit to go see a family that had a baby in the hospital. And I went in and I prayed with them in pediatric ICU. And you know it's on lockdown all the time. I came out, I saw... Some of the grandparents sitting over in, in the waiting room, that big, glass area, that big glass area over there. And so I went in just to speak to them and, and to let them know that I just visited with their children and their grandchild that was so sick. And they, I said, can I pray with y'all while I'm here? And they said, please, would you ever pray with us? And so I got down on one knee to pray with them. And when I did, somebody said, preacher, we're from Robbinsville, North Carolina. Before you pray with them, our grandbaby's back there too. Would you pray for our children and our grandbaby that's back there? I said, I sure would. Started to pray. Somebody said, what, preacher? We're from Hendersonville. We've got a baby that's back there. Uh, please pray. And let me tell you, little by little around that room for people that were sitting there that wouldn't even talk to each other. They're now all standing up holding hands together to pray for one another's children and grandchildren. There was a girl over in the corner. She had a magazine. And I know she wasn't reading it because it was upside down. And every time she'd look, she'd put it up over her face like this, and I'd get ready to pray, and somebody would say, well, wait a minute, preacher. She'd pull the magazine back down and look over the top of it. And hear what I had to say, then she'd put the magazine back up. Now, everybody's standing in the room, everybody, except one young lady. And I said, honey, you back there in the corner, is there something I could pray for you about? She said, no, 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 I don't believe in that stuff. Put the magazine back up where we're at. Did you know that every baby came out of pediatric ICU but one? But one. Build your house upon the solid foundation which is Christ and not the shifting sands of this world. Where I grew up in Hooper's Creek, they put plaques upon the wall back in the war to honor all the men that were gone off the war, started a Saturday night prayer meeting to pray for all the boys that were sent off into service. They had a plaque on one side and a plaque on the other side, like a lot of people put up a church covenant. I want you to know there was a daddy that heard about his son being put on that list in the community, and he said, I didn't ask for him to be put on the list. Nobody asked my permission for him to be up put on the list. And he jumps up there in that choir and he takes a knife and he scratches through his son's name. I don't want him prayed for. And did you know every boy came home but one? I'm just going to say to you, church, 
Don't be so foolish as to think your ways are better than God's ways. That you can shortcut life and things are going to turn out better. Sixthly, and I'm done, in verse 27, we examine a sad brokenness. The storm came, one home stood, the storm came, the other home. The Bible says, great was the fall of it. The home that stood, the wise man's home, was sturdy and strong, built on the rock. The home that was squashed was shaky, suspect, suspicious, built upon the sand. What was the difference? Same storm. What was the difference? The foundation. Jesus has just mentioned, verses 21 through 23, those who have made a little profession. Lord, didn't we say, Lord, Lord? They've made a little profession. But it was never their practice. I can tell you about my grandmother. In the church. Made a little profession. Got married. Put her in a teacher Sunday school class. Things are going great. Until finally the preacher came to her and called her name. At her house where she was cooking dinner for him. She'd been out there and plucked one of her chickens, killed it, cooked it. And he said, called her name, he said, when are you going to give your heart to the Lord? She said, the sweat was running off my forehead in front of that wood-burning stove in the middle of the summertime. Who do you think you are to come up in here, preacher, and ask me about my salvation? I've been in the church all these years. She said, I looked at him to tell him off. I'm feeding you. I'm sweating over you. And she said, I saw tears running down his face. And she said, right now, preacher, I know I've never really called on Jesus. I made a little profession. I said, Lord, Lord, but it's not been my practice. What is the practice of your life? Just, just examine yourself. These things that's going on, is it a storm? Is Jesus present? Is this what Jesus does in the middle of the crisis? Is this what Jesus does in the middle of the storm? I just want you to examine it. Listen, oftentimes people don't know what to do when storms come. My parents' house, after my brother and I got married, moved out, mom and dad decided it was a good time to add on to the house. I don't know why. My brother and I had to share a bedroom all those years. And now after we leave, mom and dad decides to build this massive space onto the house. I don't know if they're preparing for grandkids to come home. I don't know, but they added on, and I never did understand it. But I remember, Dad, they got a carport out in front of the house there and, and a kind of an overhang. And there was a bird, a mother bird, that built a nest. And she laid eggs in there. And she sat on those eggs and sat on those eggs. And Dad kept saying, that's a bad idea. She built it in the gutter. And there was an overhang there. She thought I'd be protective. It's kind of a dry place for the most part. But there came a flood of rain. And that flood of rain came down that house and got into that driest part of the gutter and washed her nest and all her baby eggs away. She, I'll never forget my daddy, because my daddy, he's such a sweet man. He called me, said, son, our little bird has had all her babies washed away. And you ought to hear this morning, son, she's singing the saddest song outside. And for, I'm, I'll tell you, for weeks, dad would talk about that bird singing that sad song. And you know why? It's because she decided to build on the sand 
and not on the foundation for her family's sake and for her, for her, for her husband, for her children. She, what about that? I'll never forget Brother Jeff. Years ago when I was living in the parsonage, there was a birdhouse here just behind the parsonage, just up here. And a mother bird had taken residence there and she laid eggs in there. And Gina was so excited. Miss Gina would go up there and she would peer in that little place that bird would enter and, and see those little eggs. And she couldn't wait. We're going to have little baby birds, little baby birds. And they were born. Oh, chirp, 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 chirp. We were all so excited. And, and uh, the mother, she's trying to teach them how to fly. And they'd fly a little, they'd go back in. Fly a little, they'd go back in. But it seemed like one of them we never saw fly out. And I'd gone away. I think I'd gone home for something. And when I come home, Brother Jeff said, Preacher Darren, one of those birds, that last one, it finally flew out. But it had seagrass string around its leg. It got entangled in, and there it hung. It died. It hung. Because that mother, when she built the nest, she brought in the rudiments of the world, the seagrass string. And the things that would ruin and hurt her very own children. And that mama bird sang the saddest song. I'm up in here tonight at Bethel. And I'm challenging you mama. And I'm challenging you daddy. You've heard it preached before. The wise man built his house upon the rock. And the foolish man built his house upon the sand. And the winds blew and the rains came and the floods came up. But the wise man's house stood firm and the foolish man's house great was the fall of it. I don't know who you are, but you better make sure your home is built on the solid rock and you're not bringing in the rudiments of the world into your home and into your children to ruin their standing and their walk and their joy with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm challenging you, Mama. I'm challenging you, Daddy, tonight. Build your house upon the solid rock. Establish a sturdy home. You stand to your feet. Brother Seth, I think you need to come tonight. Play whatever God lays on your heart. I wonder if there's somebody here say, Preacher Darren, I know I'm saved. But I want to go down there and make sure that I'm not bringing bad materials into my home to trip up my marriage and to trip up my home and my walk with you. Preacher, I want to do that tonight. Would you come? Oh, God bless y'all. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Oh, God. Give them wisdom, God, I pray. Help them, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. God, tonight as we bow in your presence, you're our father, you're our daddy. What a sweet relationship we have with our daddy. Lord, forgive us of the times that we thought that we could do something speedily and express our way to success and God we build on sand and great was the fall of it. Sorrow filled our souls. We were crushed, yea, we were broken. But glory be for the day 
that we learn to trust Jesus and dig deep and build on the solid foundation. And Lord, the storms will war and rage against us. But God, if we're built on a solid foundation, we'll stand firm. Lord, tonight the storm may be howling and it may be raging. And there may be fears within our hearts and our souls. <laughs> but if we're built on the solid rock, she'll stand. Lord, I pray tonight, God, for that mother, for that daddy, that God, you'd help them to make wise decisions. God, I pray for the youth and the young person tonight, God, that's needing to guide its father about what's acceptable for them to be looking at and watching and being a part of. God, I pray you'd help them, Lord, that our young people would behave themselves wisely in all manner of conduct and communication. Help us, God, to make wise decisions based upon the precepts of the Word of God. Lord, help us, Lord, to recognize the traps of the enemy and the rudiments of the world he wants us to get involved in. Lord, would you help us tonight, God, to build our house upon the rock, which is Jesus Christ. And with this I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen.